Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Stiff Taker Snapshots podcast. Joining me this evening is Mr. Polly. Hello there. Uh, Liam. Hello there. I know I'm as sad as you for being here. And also, Tim's going to talk a little bit, I'm assuming. Hello there. Uh, So this week, we're going to just, all we're talking about is the um, event at Excelsior, nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else has (laughs) happened. No, nothing interesting. Very slow news week for X-Wing this week, so it'll probably be a short cast. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to talk about some of the new changes. So I, I reckon we just get straight jumped into this and get the the event out and straight onto the newer stuff is more interesting. Sorry, Tim. No, no, absolutely. No, I, 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 I think that's the best way. And, and almost like uh, with the, the news dropping... What did it? It dropped Friday night, so uh, I was already halfway down the country staying at my brother's, uh, and at that point when like new points and stuff, it's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go and play the old edition uh, tomorrow. <laughs> and even like chatting to people in the venue, it's like a few people, because even someone asked, oh, are we going to play new points? Um, which I would have been fine with, um, but I said I need a little bit of leeway because I was halfway down the country. <laughs> Sounds like an excuse just to use your filth. Well, no, I, like I would have, I, 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 if if they were happy with me proxying, or someone could lend me some different ships, uh, I would have quite happily changed my list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it was a really awkward way of making the announcement because they took down all the old points, but the new, <laughs> but the new points aren't legal for what three weeks. Well, they are now. <laughs> so, so um, we did have to fudge it with a couple of people, I think, with their lists and stuff, and. Because I'll see uh, the, the squad builders like Yasby, it was great and updated, but again, we didn't have you know the uh, the, the the current points for some of the lists, but we we got we got there. I think um, someone said there's actually a way to go back to like legacy points in Yasby, but I don't know how you do it. So like someone said, you can go back and look at um, previous release points. Okay, yeah, well we were basically. I don't know we, how, though. Well, we worked it out because we looked at the new points, and if somebody had changed, um, like, uh, like ten number, I think, in the B wing or whatever, uh, we just assumed they went up a point. Therefore, we took a point off them, and that's what their, their score was. <laughs> so straight off the bat, I'll say, uh, well done to Mark Packer Hughes again for winning with another three ship list. I think it's the same as the last one, isn't it? Oh, he didn't win the last one. That was Matt Coggins. Basically, it's 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 Raypo plus another. So Matt had um, Lulu. Was Matt not Mark? Had uh, you throw him in there? I'm awful with names. I know. (laughs) So Matt Coggins won with Lulu, and Mark was running Temin at the other event. Yeah, nine health snap Wexley basically with a hull upgrade and a shield upgrade. Yeah, that's right. Which you can't that. use anymore, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, it was uh, Mark and Tim in the final, weren't it, Tim? Tim was also flying that, um, what was it, absolute filth. Yeah, Re- did- yeah, Republic Y-Wing Anakin, who um, who they have broken a bit, so uh, you certainly can't take him with after- afterburners anymore, so... But, yeah, it's, um, it's a good list, and it did well, um... I played a couple of people I've never played before, uh, which is always nice. I played uh, Jordan, I think game two, and then played Mark in game four. And I don't think we've—I don't think I've played Mark in person before. Might have played him uh, online. 
Um, but yeah, no, it was a um, real fun day. So, you know, big thanks to Richard Greenaway uh, for running things, uh, Excelsior for hosting, and uh, everybody for just. It was a very chilled out event. Um, nice, um, a nice trip down to the southwest. Um, not sort of made the trip down that way before. Um, shops nice. Um, got a decent amount of space upstairs. We only had about fourteen people at the start of the day, a dozen at the end. So yeah, it was um, it was nice. Um, nice days gaming, just a little casual one day. Um, and I say obviously slightly overshadowed with the points. Uh, but nice to get some sort of models out and roll some dice. It's just a quick glance at it, like the top four. I can't tell what Jordan flew. I'm assuming it was scum. Yeah, it was Jordan, Jordan's scum. Um, so I, I'm not sure what Richard's uh, list was. Well, I was just looking. Is his um, Rebels? Um, yeah. There's quite a few bits that are not legal anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it, was an, yeah, it was an interesting set of lists there. So I played... Um, I played Ryan, I think it was, in game one, and that was Han in the Falcon, Ezra in the Gauntlet, and uh, Thane. That was quite an interesting um, sort of way, way that he played. Um, then I played Jordan game two uh, with his scum list, and just I caught Jordan out. Um, like, no one expects the Y wing to go four forward, make it white, afterburners, target lock. Chuck a proton torp at Port Ahav, who then pops. Um, uh, can I just throw some shade here? Mm-hmm. Jordan should know that because he ran that list. Well, <laughs> that's, uh, what are you playing at, Jordan? <laughs> but um, yeah, then I played uh, Alan game three, um, which was Rebel. That was a very close game. Um, so it was nice sort of chatting to a few people. I think uh, Alan said he, uh, or Ryan said he listened to the podcast. So Obviously, nice to have a chat to them uh, whilst obviously rolling lots of paint into them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, played Mark in the, the last game. Um, got a little overconfident with Luminara. Stuck her out in the middle. Thought she was safe behind a rock. Apparently not. Um, and, yeah, I just wasn't able to finish off Temin um, when I had the opportunity as well. So, well played to Mark. And, um, yeah, thank you very much to Richard. Got a nice little voucher, so there weren't any, wasn't any ships in stock that I really wanted at the time. Um, so I'll definitely. Could have be... here, well, I could have done, but I didn't. Selfish swear word. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll definitely be back down at some point because um, my brother's moved to Chippenham, which is only thirty minutes away. So it's quite nice to be able to sort of tie the two in. And I'd also like to shout out to uh, Tim Greenaway for flying a list that I love. Which is the four Alpha Squadrons, Nash and Leighton. Also, no longer legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. quite funny actually because obviously they, I don't think they were used to having another Tim in the room. So every time <laughs> every time they called out one Tim, everybody was like, "Which Tim?" And it's like, "Oh, okay." So um, nobody, nobody needs two Tims. Well, this is it, you know. I believe actually that in lockdown, you and uh, Butters. Had a battle of the Tim and you lost. So you were no longer allowed to be called Tim. I don't remember that. I, I do. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure your nickname in one of the chat groups is X-Wing, former, formerly known as Tim or something like that as a result. Uh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Probably. It's That's fun. why you get called Tumbo Slice between me and you now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the, the more interesting thing right now. As much as I'm sure that event was fun. Well, like, yeah, it was fun, but this is it. Like, you know... 
you kind of everything's moving on, moving on now yeah. to, the, to the new stuff. So it's a shame, shame in a way, but it was a nice yeah. day out. But so yeah, we'll we'll move on to all the stuff that people really probably won't listen to. I do want to make myself uh, make up my way down there one day. I heard it's um, a nice little shop. Yeah. Anyway, where do, who wants to start? Where do you want to start? I reckon we hit scenarios because it'll be a little bit quicker than the massive rules reference. Sure. So obviously the big change of scenarios is no more scoring round one. I think that's yep. the biggest change that I think anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. And then... in In all of the scenarios now, you cannot... It's not just that you can't score in round one. You can't interact with objectives in round one. So you can't pick them up to tow them. You can't scramble them. Um, you can't score from being near them. Yeah, you just can't engage with them at all in round one. So, just want to put it out there. Does that mean I I can still score points from kills, right? Yeah, yeah. just scenario points. Uh, <laughs> that that uh, silence is obviously silence people. People click. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're uh, right, but yeah, yeah. It says starting on the second round, end phase. Each player earns one mission point for whatever. Yeah, so you can still get money, you can still get stuff for killing. So murder's still an option, right? Oh yeah, violence is always the option. Yeah, if you can get an engagement in round one and you can kill something, you can get points for it. Also, or... way to murder everyone. <laughs> Valid strategy. Murder everyone. Call it a day. In the game. Oh, either or. I used to do live role play and being nerds, we talked about it loudly when we were on like buses and stuff. And <laughs> then you realized that you were talking about, you know, your plan to execute somebody and their entire family next time you saw them, sort of thing. And old grannies <laughs> would be like looking over their shoulder at you, kind of being like, What? <laughs> this game is a computer you... game. Computer game. It's you next, Iris. <laughs> <laughs> That's my weekend name. Give me two <laughs> gold to shut up. <laughs> so if we if we talk about the other ones, um, I think the most interesting change is actually to chance engagement because they have massively changed chance engagement, but it's not obvious at first reading. I've been and, trying to figure out what that is because you've said it and I keep looking at it going, it looks the same except for the scoring. Yeah, um, so chance engagement around. now the same. You can't score in round one, okay? But now... Every round that you have a ship in range zero to two of the center objective, you get a point, irrespective of anything else. If you have one ship, one or more ships, and it doesn't matter if you've got the most, just if you have a ship in range zero to two of the center objective, you get a point. If you are the only player with a ship there, you get two points. So you get an extra point. Oh, Um, yeah. So you always get one point. So that game lasts 20 turns maximum. And it goes 20 to 20 after 20 turns, basically, um, because you will be scoring points. Well, 21 turns because you don't score on turn one. Only um, 12 rounds anyway. So. Yeah. So, yeah, they, it basically, they've probably looked at the low scoring because we, we had this one from data from Borden Brum and from other events where you look at chance engagement and the, the results were quite low. The score tended to be quite low. Um, so I think they've looked at that and been like, well, how can we up it? So... It's it's really forcing the engage in the center now. Like you can kind of be near it and get a point, or you can stay away from it. At which point your opponent starts racking up two points a turn, which can very quickly put them 
like away from anywhere near where you can catch them. Um, so you get one turn to position yourself, um, and then it's uh, you've got to come in. Otherwise, you're going to start losing really, really quickly. So it's it's forced the joust even more. Yeah, and I think um, like I've had a couple of chance engagements where my opponent has just stuck one ship within range, and I was actually able to kill it. So I think now you, you really can't afford not to be contesting that center because if you're giving your opponent two points, plus let's say they get a kill or whatever, um, you know, that that game score is, is going to tick up very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I don't like it because I'm getting points for not doing anything. Or my opponent is. Well, no, you are doing like... something though, aren't you? You are... You are actively choosing to put one of your ships within naught to two of that centre objective. I don't know, I'd rather just not score. And if no one's got one there, you, you get two points. But I don't I like having honest. the game tick quicker. I'd rather just move at the pace of the players. But that people do have an issue with it going to time, so I get it. It's just not what I like. I have to say, seeing that I don't like that you're just going to get points, both of you, no matter what. But then again, you know, you're probably scoring one point a turn on the other objectives, aren't you? On top of killing. So I'll try it, see how it goes. Yeah. I think that's, from reading it, I don't like it more than the old one. But, you know, when I first read the scenarios, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I've played them and I really like them. So mm-hmm. I guess perhaps <clears throat> chance engagement is possibly the scenario that was most likely not going to get to 20. Because I think most chance engagements I have had have been, you know, the the ships have been alive at the end of the game. And if, if you know, you're, if you're not scoring the centre objective and each player's got both, you know, both got ships alive, then one player hasn't got to 20 at time. So maybe they're actually looking to sort of force it a bit more. And actually try and get a, a resolution sort of within time. Yeah. All of these things are building towards draws not happening rather than saying we're not gonna have any draws. It's like it's easier to score points in places. Um if we if we look at the next one, there's another good um example of that, which is salvage mission, which is the towing crates one. Um so they've fundamentally changed how ships move um in this. Um so you still pick a crit up as normally, still get dropped by um, by taking a crit. Um, but um, where previously you couldn't execute advanced maneuvers, so you couldn't do K-turn sloops, talonals, stops, reverses, blah, blah, blah. Side um, slips. Yeah, you couldn't do them, although you could. And then they had to put in a weird errata to cover the fact <laughs> that you could do it, technically. Um, then um, they've added a bunch of stuff with basically is you can do those advanced maneuvers but you can't do any reposition action or cloaking or gain cloak tokens so you can't barrel roll, boost or slam and you can't cloak or take uh, get a cloak token from anywhere else just so you can't gain cloak tokens um you can be coordinated also, again now can't yeah you? so you can coordinate and you can be coordinated um as well um so i'm not sure I know you can only do a perform action, scenario action in your perform action step, yeah. so you yeah, can't yeah. be coordinated to pick up a crate, but you can pick up a crate and then be coordinated to have a focus or whatever. But also um, that that has also been clarified uh, more so than just saying you can't be coordinated is that because it's in the perform action step, 
that you know stops people like Ahsoka, Lando, and all those other ships that allowed extra abilities. Yeah, you, you, def- yeah. you definitely can't get round it now. I've just read there's a weird rules wording thing here, so I'm going to read something out, which is scenario action tow. White actions and so on and so on. It says a ship can perform a scenario action only during its perform action step. Therefore, a ship cannot perform a scenario action if it is granted an action at any other time. So if I've been granted a focus from a coordinate earlier and then I go in, does that mean I can't do a scenario action? Because that's what it says. Um, it's not what they mean, but it's what it says. <laughs> so, okay. You, you really are becoming that guy. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's the problem, isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, it's not what it means. It basically means that if you get some form of an action from somewhere yeah. else, you can't use it to do a scenario action. But um, they've tried to keep it short, and in the end, they've made it unclear. But um, I'm sure the rules lawyers will have great fun with that. But if I'm to in something and somebody tries that one, I'm just <laughs> no, it's time to go away. Um, I quite like that they've revealed like you can do advanced maneuvers now because it makes you a bit less predictable. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Like, it's unlikely you're going to do an advanced maneuver anyway. Because if you're trying to get away, why would you turn back and fight? But that's the double bluff, isn't it? Yeah, but you'd be tokenless too. Well, I think that's some way to maybe get a token and do it to turn. But yeah, but sometimes as well, the advanced maneuver is your best way to turn around. Like I know, I yeah, did, I, I did it at Borden Brum with uh, Maul in the gauntlet. I did a red stop so I could spin. And then we realised he was towing. Thankfully, I wasn't on the board edge at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I, I I think I think that's fine. Like I I get the changes. Um, boost and barrel roll. Not being able to do those is massive. And I've played a couple of games. Well, I think I played one. Or, may I may have played two salvage this afternoon. And yeah, not being able to do the boosts and barrel rolls is is uh, very interesting. Yeah, it makes it easier to pick those uh, pick those ships up. Um, it also reduces the ability for things with um, reposition linked actions from being able to you know focus boost or boost focus or whatever when once they're towing, um, they can then play keep away, um, where it's virtually impossible to catch a fast ship. Um, where now, yeah, you can five straight your A wing that's towing, but you know it can't then boost to get away or can't barrel boost or whatever. Um, you you are stuck with you know the move you take. So you know yeah you do your five straight you take a token, but ultimately you know people roughly know where you're going to be, um, as opposed to it being well you can be anywhere facing in the other direction having passed three actions off to seven people. Jake Farrell, I'm looking at you, um, <laughs> you know, but you know where they're going to be. So I, I like that. I like that change. Well, it should also uh, be noted not only you can't score from round two. You can't actually perform a scenario action in the first turn as well. You, yes. c- you can't even tow in the first turn and not score or scramble. So yeah, yeah they have they have changed that as well. Yeah, uh, I have got a question. Uh, obviously, it says you can't do a cloak action or get a cloak token. Yep. Uh, while you're towing, does that mean I can't have a cloak action, a cloak token while? I'm I sure it says after a ship performs a tow action, it removes any cloak tokens it has. Oh, okay. So if you're cloaked and you pick one up, you lose your cloak, which means that you'll decloak because you can do a decloak. Does um, it say you decloak? If you lose no, it, I think you just. Token, you... No, yeah. It's different than decloaking, though, isn't it? Oh, okay, cool. I don't yeah. play ships with cloak. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I'd like to one. talk about scramble the transmissions because I think this one. 
has made it a much more interesting scenario. Yep. Not more interesting, but less frustrating because I played this on Tuesday and rolled a blank three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so they've changed the uh, scramble transmissions. So now we only have three satellites instead of the five. Yep. And you place basically place one on your opponent's board side yep. instead of one on your own. Yep. But there's no restriction that they have to be ranged two apart from other satellites anymore on this scenario. So I wonder if that's that, on purpose. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering, if they've taken it out by accident when they've been changing it. But um, So if you get second player in this scenario, if your opponent sticks one on your on your board side near the middle line, you can then put one on their board side near the middle line right next to the one that they've put down. Um, or you can slap it right in another corner on the other side so you get more control if you're second player in this scenario. And um, then you grab them by the side of the head and whisper essentially into their ear, guess where we're going to fight? I mean, <laughs> if they put one on the left-hand side roughly anywhere near the middle one, um, and then you put one on the left-hand side next to that, then there is a, you know, a six-inch area of space where all of your <laughs> ships are very shortly going to be condensed, <laughs> shooting lasers at each other, and occasionally shouting, oh, I've managed to not bump, I'm going to scramble this one. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays, to be honest. Um, I'd like to add as well, I sort of hinted at it at the start, but when you do the scenario action, you no longer have to roll the dice. If somebody's already controlling it, it just becomes yours. Yes. Which is brilliant because that yes. was such feels bad. I mean, that won me a few games, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it, it won me one and lost me one and was probably um, irrelevant in others because it all seemed a bit of like every time you rolled it, you just got the outcome that you wanted. But one game I blanked a few, three times and another game an opponent blanked three times. And in both of those, you know, the person who was successfully scrambling was winning at a canter while the other person was just getting frustrated. I think that was yeah. the problem, weren't it? It wasn't fun to be on either side of No. You know, it's just like, oh, well, I guess I'm winning because my opponent rolled bad. <laughs> uh, I will say that I played this uh, scenario wrong. I think it was... I mean, yeah, we, we claim things on the first one, but I don't really <laughs> was. Uh, I played against Johnny Hall, and the pace of the play, the turns we got, seemed a lot better. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I've played any other scenario so far. It it felt like chance engagement with a small twist that I really like that. Oh, that's really good to hear, actually, because this was my least favourite scenario. I found it quite boring. Because um, usually once you'd claimed all the um, satellites, yeah. it was just a ticking clock, weren't it? Yeah. I mean, just on that, I don't know if it was related to the um, to the game, but I was played a, a Sith Taker game against um Tredge Morowski Tredge um one of the Polish guys and uh, we were playing um which one was it uh, towing salvage um and I was using seven ship resistance list because I was like how many ships can I fit in with new points from resistance let's see what this is and uh, he was doing <laughs> you got seven yeah yeah because resistance have got BB8 so he's a two point ship so you can slam seven oh, okay there. um okay that makes sense so um you got uh, it's why I did it basically. I was like, oh, I can get seven ships with resistance. Cool. Let's see what the, what it does. Um, but uh, he was playing like a four ship all I five first order list, and we got through seven turns with with that volume of ships on the board and four scenarios. And I don't know why 
we were going so fast, but it didn't feel like we were going fast. It felt like every turn was having, low, you know, every round we had loads of time to think about dials, loads of time to make choices, loads of time to make decisions, and still we got through seven turns. So whether it's just because we know the rules a bit better now and we're not having to pause and check and query everything but i mean we were playing new rules so we were still stopping and going oh right am i on now what's going to happen we'll talk about that in a minute um, but, um, <laughs> i think uh, from how i how much i enjoyed it and previously how i've enjoyed the other scenarios the disparity between the two could inspire a change to the other ones because i feel it was miles ahead enjoyment wise compared to what i've uh, played before Cool. I'm glad to hear you talking positively, properly positively, rather than positively with caveats. No, <laughs> no more pregnant butts from Liam. Yes, I haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, shall we move on to the really interesting stuff? The restricted list. Let's do it. Oh, go on. I forgot about that. You mean the ban list? There isn't anything on the restricted, is there? So um, I'll just go through the ban list of the things that are now banned that weren't previously banned. I'm not going to talk about the things that were banned before. Good. Uh, so I've not Admiral, got it ready. <laughs> right. Ad- Admiral Sloan. Good. Don't punish people for playing the game. Autoblasters. Good. Broken. Good times. Commander Pyre. Good. Don't punish Sad. people for playing the game. Sad times. Here's one. Hull Upgrade. Really strange that's what, times. <laughs> that's what you get for everybody taking it. Here's the next ones. Generic R2 Astromex, generic R5 Astromex. Limited ones still available. Just the generics are banned. Um, banned, banned, banned. Trajectory Simulator, bad times. Good. I mean, I've sad, used it, but it deserves going. A lot of them, jokes are said, most of them needed to go. Yeah, so those are the new things that have been banned. There's a, all the other stuff, all the dial peaking stuff, all the dial changing stuff that they put in before banned. But what they've done is they've removed the stuff that punishes you for playing the game and they've removed just an easy way for people to win by regening all of their health and never dying. Uh, so. you, you say that, the... though. Sorry, just two sets. Like the, I, I had an R5 Astromech in my list. The only reason it was in my list is because of the way that they've changed list building. And I had points to spend. And I think I've probably used R5 once in, I don't know, I mean, I've played 20 games with that list. Well, and that's why you didn't win at weekend. But oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the opportunity. It was, uh, um, it's, it's stapled to um, to Kaz, or it was previously stapled yeah, to Kaz, yeah. because it, it helps with his ability. And obviously, you know, yeah, those Jedi builds that just used it. So. Well, I don't think. That, I mean, it, I, I get it. Like, it's it's still that hangover from regen and stuff. But like, they've got round the points. Like in chance engagement, you still score the half points even if you regen back up. Um, but no, I'm, I'm quite like trajectory simulator is a weird one. Like, I think when there's multiple trajectory simulators, it's very much an MPE. But I think one would be fine. So. Rather than a straight ban, I could have like and and any of these actually, I could have quite easily have seen them be limit limited. Like you could take one, um, but I, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sad to see them go by any means. Uh, I, I mean, think the reason Trudge Sim got banned is because it's too easy to leverage in a scenario based game. Yeah, um, Trudge Sim proton bombs just you know make um, salvage more difficult for your opponent um it makes me sad because they're one of the things that kept some um archetypes that we'll probably talk about in a minute when we talk about points um 
kind of a little bit down, like not keeping them out. But um, I obviously used to use it a lot with um, the the resistance bomber, um, and that oh, was never mentioned that before. <clears throat> yeah, uh, weirdly, <laughs> but um, because I used to use it so much, it was like, yeah, I I was like seeing it and going, oh, look at all these ties that we're going to get into the meta because everyone's now looking at tie swarms because they're great. And I was like, cool, it might actually be worth. It. And then I remembered that it's not in standard the bomber anyway. And then I saw the band trajectory simulator, and I was like, mm, well. You can't do the thing that tie swarms really don't like, which is chucking bombs into the faces. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. But yeah, so anyway, that's the ban list. Um, hey, maybe they could also release it and just put it on for bombers. Uh, regarding Pyre, the, the only reason that was strong is because you could pretty much bum rush the middle objectives and you stop people doing that. So the changes to uh, comp unable to score or interact at, on turn one has also done that. So it's a bit of a double down, but I think it was necessary. The changes have just meant you don't have to do it anymore, so it frees up different list building options. So they've, I think it's a good change overall. Yeah, they've they've done that um, that approach. We'll, we'll talk about points in a second, Douglas. Um, but they've done double that tap. approach with a couple of the, the lists as well, where they've double or triple tapped certain builds. Um, and they've done it, like, I, mean, F, I know this is MG, but FFG did it um, back in the days of Rebel Beef. If you remember the original Rebel Beef, the two B-Wings, Cassian and Wedge or whatever it was, and it just fit in 200 points. And then like when you um, when you built it afterwards, the same, it was like 230. And it was like every single component went up by one or two points or more. Um, probably fair, then, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. And then you looked at like Drea, Drea and three Skurgs and it went up to like 222 or something like that because every component went up that was in the list. So um, it, it just seems to be an approach um, to, well, it's definitely an approach, but uh, they've, um, they've just nuked stuff, basically. Everything's got, um, the, everything that's common has been has been bumped up, um, but yeah, in terms of fixing scenarios and fixing rules and everything like that, I think you're you're spot on there, Liam. They've just hit stuff. Um, I think Pyre had so many people saying this is not fun to play against. It stops me playing the game. It's like Sloan. It stops me playing the game. You're double stressing me for nothing. Don't you stop- badmouth my boy, Sloan. I mean, Sloan was rubbish from the outset. It was terrible design. And I will say it out loud over and over again. It was terrible design because it literally punishes you for going and playing I'll, the game. I'll find you and I'll get you. I mean, <laughs> you know where I'll be every Tuesday apart from tomorrow. Well, I, I'm not there tomorrow anyway. <laughs> no, me either. Um, so, oh, friend. I figured I might have my birthday off. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, um, it, it's one of those things like, you know, the whole point of the game is to engage and shoot ships and kill them, not to plink half points and run away forever. Um, so, and Sloan t- kind of encouraged you not to engage properly, not to play the game properly. So, um, I'm, I think I'm glad it's been banned. It, it's another one that they probably could have just errated to get rid of the, you know, destroying a ship, getting the double stress, just get the rerolls on a stress, because then it gives someone that do I take the stressful link, do I take the stressful um, bump focus, things like that. So yeah. it's a bit a bit less punishing. Same as some of the actual um, pilots that have been banned, really. They, they should errata them because they're, they're quite big pilots, aren't they? Yeah. You know, Hera and the Ghost is... It, well, it's her ship, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm yeah. hoping they, they do something about them sometime. Yeah. Oh, the other one, I don't know if I read it out, but they've banned Sabine Wren crew. Um, Good. So you can... 
basically it's 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 like triple tapping. Um, so I think B wings lost the bomb slot. Um, they mm-hmm. also lost um, uh, Sabine, and they also lost Trajectory Simulator. So, um, and, then, and then as well as that, the points for a lot of them went up. So just if you want to play it and extend it, it's also going to cost you a load as well. So why not? Just keep slamming everything. So <laughs> there you go. Should we talk points? I thought I was going through the rules reference. Oh, yeah, cool. Go on then. Because um, yeah. I'm trying to find, it's the only one I can remember off the top of my head is uh, Ion has changed. Yeah, so um, I'm trying I've, to find I've, the exact wordings. I've got them bookmarked. So oh, um, you, do, you do this one then, because I'm not prepared for this at all. So all the changes. First change, while performing a primary attack at range zero, the attacker's dice cannot be modified, except by the defender. So they've changed the word defender for force. So you used to be able to spend force to modify range zero attacks. You can't anymore. And defenders can modify your dice for range zero attacks. So Tim Luminara works on range zero attacks. Yay. Um, Y-wing can't ability. Can't do coup. Y-wing ability. Um, anything where the defender could normally modify the attacker's dice, you can now do that where previously you weren't able to because it said cannot be modified. So uh, a fix more than a change, I suspect, um, back to the way it was intended. Um, range zero attacks are always range zero, so you can't change them. So I think that affects maybe one card. Um, the change to Ion is probably the biggest single change. Um, so basically, the long and the short of ionization is is that when you become ioned, you lose any locks that you have got on other ships. You don't. Other ships don't lose their locks on you. And you choose a direction on your dial, left, right, or straight. And then that is the ion move that you do. So you either, you can drift left-ish, you can drift right-ish, or you can drift straight ahead. Um, Then the only action that you can take when you're ionized is still a focus, so that hasn't changed. Um, You can't change the bearing of it or anything like that. It's a blue maneuver still. Um, So yeah, the, the main change to ion is you are now setting a dial. Um, if somehow you lose the ion token um, after you've set the dial, but before you move, I don't know if that's possible, then you would execute what's on your dial normally. Um, I'm pretty so... sure there is a way, because that's where they had to put the rule in. Yeah, yeah, so A-wing, is it? Um, technically, yes, somebody can. No, because you can't take a... Uh, yeah, if he's got a way to... A Dutch, that's it. Dutch can... No, because he moves before Dutch. It's Derek Clivian in the A-Wing. If he gains or spends a lock, can um, lose a red token. So I think there's a way that he can spend a lock if he does something before he moves. But it requires a weird, um, like somebody at I-1 to coordinate Dutch to take a lock and pass a lock to Derek so he can get rid of the eye. It's like a weird interaction that will never actually happen. uh... Not good. <laughs> yeah. If that's the whole point of your list, is to yeah. get around that one time that you might get an ion. If I get ion, then I can get rid of it because I've built half of my list to do so. I'm quite happy to play anybody running that list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the that's the change to ions. Um, I, I I like it. Yeah, uh, it, I don't really get it. I, I didn't think ion was oppressive as it was, but yeah, whatever. So, so let me let me. Let me just say a few things. First of all, Ion stops you from doing what you want to do. Um, so it removes your agency for um, c- completely. So you can't do 
scenario actions, you can't evade, you can't fix things. All you can do is take a focus. You basically drift forward in space and take a focus, which sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's good, right? Um, but it stops you from engaging with the game. And a lot of these changes are coming from, it seems to me, AMG trying to make it so that even if you're in a bad spot, you still have some engagement with the game. So you can choose whether you left bank, right bank, or go straight. It also means that you won't necessarily ionize yourself onto a rock because you can bank past it rather than just crashing straight into it with nothing you can do. And you can't be ionized off the board now unless you get ionized when you're right on the edge of it. Can I ask a question, actually, then? So in the rules reference, it says an ionized ship is not assigned a dial in the plan phase. So do you just go off your last turn's dial? No. no, so no, what you assigned. do, and this was spoken about before, is you set a dial into secret, you just don't assign the dial to it, but if you do end up shaking the uh, ionised token, you can then assign that dial and go, right, then this is what I've actually got. So we need to make sure that's still in the rules and it's not been removed, um, is, is the first thing. Well, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't say, so So if you go if you go to the planning phase, it just says uh, an ionised ship is, is not assigned a dial. And then step one is Iron Ship skips its reveal dial step. Then yeah, during the execute maneuver step, the Iron Ship flips its maneuver dial face up. So do you have the opportunity to change the maneuver? So a ship is ionized when it has a number of ion tokens native to its size, one of blah, blah, blah. A ship is ionized, cannot acquire maintain locks when a ship becomes ionized, brace all stocks of maintaining. The activation phase during the execute maneuvers. Bearing difficulty and speed of lesson for ability. Uh, I'm going to need to read the full rules reference guide to figure. I know. It out. So I was chatting to Ollie earlier, and we maybe think that you can set a dial, um, but the rules reference as written is possibly like that. I mean, the first two lines of that step by step don't make sense anyway. Where it says like step one, you don't reveal a dial. Step two, reveal your dial. No, it says reveal, reveal dial is a, is an articulated step, and then you flip your dial. So reveal dial means it is affected by reveal the maneuvers, mm. um, whereas the um, whereas if you're just flipping your dial, you're not revealing that dial. You're showing it. So it's like why ionized ships didn't trigger Ricolet's ability um, because they never revealed, even though they were yeah doing. Uh, but then why does it then say if an ionized ship's dial shows a stop maneuver they perform their ion maneuver as a one forward uh, because they don't want people saying well i didn't choose a left or right or a straight so i stay still mm. yeah I, I, think... I, I, I just don't know if there is a line in yeah obviously I, you I, know if there is I an can... If there was an article like we used to get with FFG, like saying, this is the new stuff that's coming out and this is how it works, it would probably give us a bit more. Um, but yeah, the planning phase, but it's like the second to last bullet point just says ionized ships are not assigned dials. But it says um, you. It says in the planning phase bit, during the planning phase, each player secretly sets a maneuver for each of their ships. Mm. Um, so you secretly set a maneuver for each of your ships. Um and so your you ship secretly, has got a, yeah has got a secretly assigned um maneuver um so you are setting a dial for the ionized ship but it's not assigned to that ship um but then you do still have to flip it so it doesn't say that you don't set a dial for it it just says that you don't 
uh, okay, no, it's fine. To the like, ship. You know, obviously, just making it super simple for new players. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Um, just make sure that I was. You know, I, I assume I, I assume that was the case, but it just seemed like I wasn't sure if they were trying to get at why you just have the same dial. I mean, it would make sense because you know, if you're three harding and then you you get ionized, that your ships controls and everything are all locked into three hard so you continue banking in that same direction um because your ship hasn't been able to you know do anything so your ailerons are fixed in you know one place so your ship continues to drift in that way um but you know so it i can see the the, the lower theory kind of fluff um argument to that one mm. um but i think in terms of rules they're wanting to give you um agency over what happens um i, I get that ionized. but at the same time like there's got to be some level of oh you messed up like you've you've fallen into this trap let's ensure you acknowledge this and have some form of punishment so you don't do it again instead of going oh i can still do this as someone who's abused like the iron mechanic over the years uh, i think it's can be quite an mp for other players like, it's not fun when someone just goes, that ship is moving just forward until you march off the board. Yeah. I guess I, I come from a position where, like, it's only happened to me once, and I was like, this is my fault. I, and I, I took that I, as I, a, it, a learning step rather than a, the game's bad. I mean, they've gone in quite, a, they've changed the way Iron works just in general from um, 1.0 to 2.0 to try and stop that feels bad moment. So I feel like it's just the next step in that trying to not make it feel bad because no one wants to play a game that makes you feel bad. I think it's worth us, somebody asking formally on the forums to give uh, a, a clarification to make sure that, you know, like, do you mean that it continues in the bearing or it goes the other way? But yeah, I think they've I think they've made the changes so that, as Ben said, you don't get the feels bad. Um, because Does that mean I can calculate now? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Bit of a digression, but on the forms, they don't seem to be questions anymore. It seems like yeah. they haven't answered any for ages. Mm-hmm. I know, I've noticed that as well. Um, I don't know whether but, it's the two of them are busy. Probably. Um, I know Chris is going to be busy, isn't he? Because he's... He's running Expo, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So here's a um here's the next bit that um is linked but also partially relevant is that before a ship moves, if it is overlapping an obstacle, it does not suffer the effects of moving through the obstacle. So no bumping onto an obstacle and then hitting it again. Um, well if you hit it if you, you it. if you overlap it again you do, but you so No you don't. Yeah. You, not, not anymore. You don't suffer the effects of moving through the obstacle, but you still suffer the effects of overlapping it. If oh you, yeah, if you you finish on it again. Yeah, yeah. So you still need yeah. to clear off the rock. Um because yeah. um we actually I think it was that just happened well, it happened on Hexard, so they were discussing that, you know, as long as you can fly off the rock you're fine. Or whatever your gas cloud or whatever it is. Um but yeah, if you overlap it again then you still you take the effect. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it it's so the the word the wording is before a ship moves if it is overlapping an obstacle so if you're on it and your front guides are still on it and your templates going back over it yeah. it does not suffer the effect of moving through that obstacle so and as ob- long as you clear it but if you land on it if you overlap that rock and it you ob- still yeah the obstacle it. rules say if a ship moves through or overlaps an obstacle it suffers an yeah. effect based on the type of obstacle so yeah, yeah if you overlap it again you do suffer so make sure you dial something that gets you off it. 
Well, so yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, electro chaff. If I pop that on someone, it hits mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, and then they then do a move that you know they they travel through it again. Yeah. Because they haven't moved onto it and it's been placed under them, do they suffer it again? No, because it says before a ship moves, if it is overlapping an obstacle. So if you drop it on somebody's head and then they move through it to move off it, then this clause comes into effect. Positivity dead. Pitchforks, <laughs> let's go. I didn't, I didn't even use electrochaff, but I found a reason why it's not as good as it used to be. So I'm oh, going to cross on it. I used it. <laughs> I know you did. It's good. I mean, it's still good. It's just not quite as good. It doesn't double jam, potentially double stress people. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, that that I think that's the biggest change that's going to, like where obstacle rules were actually harsher on new players because we'd seen a couple of new players on Tuesdays at the club lose a four health ship in two turns by hitting a rock and taking two damage and then flying off the same rock and taking two damage and it was just like oh mate <laughs> I feel sorry for you now oh no I laughed so hard because he was like oh what have... <laughs> I mean he was he was laughing as well to be fair but yeah. uh, this is yeah. what they wanted though they wanted rocks to be more meaningful yeah and now they've gone they're too meaningful I think they're trying to strike a balance um, because it, it I think it is genuinely trying to simplify it down so that it's like hang on um because there's all the weird interactions with um if you go over an ion cloud a gas cloud with an on an ion move yes you pick up more ion tokens as you go over it but then you clear them after you execute the move so ironing somebody into a gas cloud doesn't actually have any additional effects um because you you they clear them with the single ion move that they're going to do anyway did you um, um when we were talking about Ireland, did we talk about the target locking? Yeah. Uh yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. It's nice to know that you're listening. I was uh, re- reading stuff as we're going along and <laughs> So the All the, the obstacles seem more complicated, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. There's there's one other change really, I think, in the rules reference that's worth uh, oh sorry, two that are worth and they're about um prepositions. So Reapers and uh strikers have had their ailerons um, ability changed from being a maneuver to being a boost, not a boost action, uh, but a boost without it being an action. So a bit like Baby Anakin's barrel roll. So they do a boost, which means that they can fail it. So mm. you can't you can't do a little bump, a little bumpy ailerons into somebody and then slip behind them. Um, that doesn't work anymore. But it does mean that you can do all sorts of stuff. Interestingly, on the strikers, it is still a must if you're not stressed. So Duchess can still do all of her stuff. But on the Reapers, so Vermeil, Feroff, and so on, um, it's a May boost. So it's they're called controlled ailerons now instead of adaptive ailerons. Uh, so they get a choice if they're not stressed as to whether they boost or not, which probably buffs them quite a lot because they're no longer medium bases yeeting all over the place desperately trying to stay behind stuff or not not getting themselves all out by themselves. Well, you, you could take composure now with them then. Uh, it's re- not an action anymore. Oh, uh, so, yeah, so you don't fail the action now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel that the amount of rod cards we're getting is a bit messy. I would like an official pack. Yes. That would make sense. I, I, I've said before. I'm like I get print and play. It's cost effective for everyone, but it's messy, and I don't trust people to print things correctly. 
Yeah, yeah I, I don't like print and play stuff. The, well, the problem the problem is though is that if we're going to see uh, erratas like this for the next, I don't know, every three to six months, it's like um, you know, poor Hexiled have just printed scenario cards for people that you could go uh, giving away and that you can go and buy, but now all those scenario cards are out of date. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, until until you know everything's settled down, I don't think you can actually do stuff like that. Well, here's here's the thing: you go to you go to a big tournament like the UK Games Expo, and somebody does something, and you go, "Can I just read the card?" Because that doesn't make sense to me. And they hand you the card, and then they go, and you go, "That doesn't work like that because of look what's written on the card." And they go, "Oh no, it's been eroded." So then you're like, "Right, hang on, let me either grab a copy of the rules reference out of my bag if you're that kind of person, or get it up on my phone." Call a judge over and you know be like, hang on a minute, does this work the way that he says it works? It's he says it's in an errata and we can't find it or whatever. Um, and yeah, it just gets a bit messy. So I think if you are playing a card that's been errated, you really like it's incumbent on you if you go to a large event or any event really to bring a copy of the errata text with you, um, even if it's just printed out on a bit of paper and shoved behind the the the, the card on a card protector or something like that. So you can. I'm erratering all my cards. Sort of thing. Um, or just printing out copies of them on just ordinary paper and shoving them over the top of the official card to say, which is obviously what they want us to do. But um, what about yeah. if I just draw it on the back of a sweet wrapper? Probably fine, as long as you know no judges see it. But um, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you know they obviously want us to print out copies of the the errated cards if we're using them. Um, but you know, obviously, not everybody's got the the ability to do that. So. Uh, hopefully they come up with a more permanent solution at some point. Um, the next one is BB Astromex and BB8 has been moved to the system phase and no longer requires a blue maneuver. So you can just system phase reposition with the BB Astromex. There's six points and seven points for BB8 though, because you can do barrel roll or boost. Interestingly, this means that resistance Y-wings can now barrel roll into mine drops or boost into mine drops with BB8. So pretend to be first order bombers for a bit. They're actually a bit better than first order bombers, aren't they? Because they can barrel roll as well. Uh, you, they can only barrel roll unless they've paid an extra point to get BB-8 instead of just a BB. Oh, uh, right. Barrel roll or a boost, but yeah. So they can reposition into a mind drop. shows how little I play the resistance. <laughs> resistance suck. Yeah, they do. I really don't gel very well with the resistance. They're probably the le- least played faction. Even when they were good, when everyone was jousting, I, I tried it a couple of times and I just don't gel very well with it. I don't have as much. I find things where the heroes win with friendship really cringeworthy. <laughs> so I hate them. <laughs> Shall we move on to contraband cybernetics, which can now no longer be recovered? Uh, that's a, a good change, to be honest. And again, excuse me, that's another one that I've sort of abused a bit myself over the years. Yeah. With um, Jabber and not Jabber, sorry, yeah, Jabber and yeah. Cutthroat and different things, and yeah, it's it's for the best. It's stopping's bad. Yeah, it's just hitting Jabber square in the nuts. That one. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. What it, that, that's what that change is doing. It's saying they should do the same to false transponders as well. Yeah, possibly. But then it almost makes Jabber completely pointless. Eh, yeah. Give him a better ability. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll just derate him. He's only got the thing is with him. He's only good is when he's he's making it a bit of an NPE for other people. Like I don't know. Un, I can... unli- unlimited false transponders can be quite sad. Unlimited rigged cargo shoots when you're the one flying a ship with trick shot. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? It's like ugh. Yeah, it's funny it's funny when they do that and then they realise that half of your list's got trick shot as well. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah, crack on. I'm I'm happy. Um, <laughs> So um, the other, another big change, and it is actually something we talked about, was Ursa Ren. It's not a big change; it's just an errata, really. Um, Ursa Ren updated text to work as intended. Uh, so uh, you can now maintain, you can maintain two locks. Fine. Each lock must be on a different object. Fine. After a friendly ship at range zero to three is locked by an enemy ship, you may perform a lock action. So it used to be is locked. You may acquire a lock. So you could lock it from a friendly, and then you could acquire a lock. So you could do it while stressed. Um, so now you're relying on your opponent forgetting that you've got Ursa on board um, and locking you with something. So still decent enough. Um, still some interactions with the child, still some interactions with false transponder codes, still some stuff that you can do with it, but it's um, a little bit easier, I think. So that explains why Ursa hasn't gone up in points, because I expected yes. that to be a thing, but they've gone, oh no, we've just fixed it. Yeah. Um, oh, there can, you can no longer be accused of a pegging violation if you take your miniature off its peg. <laughs> they've, they've updated that. Oh, well, uh, you can, you, you, <laughs> you can now, but it's not in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, now, you're now legally allowed. You're now legally allowed to take a miniature off its plastic peg uh, ah. in order to resolve conflicts with the miniatures touching each other. So they <laughs> so can't do anything, but the police can. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad oh. that they took the time out of their day to add that line to the rules reference because <laughs> we we all really cared. And that's basically the changes to the rules. Um, there's oh. a few other little like bits where they've just highlighted stuff that was already there, but oh, but I have no idea why. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. So, um, so now we can talk about the points, which we've alluded to a little bit, I guess, Ben. Yep, you go for it. I mean, I've just done I'm all there. the talking for that one, so somebody else can do a bit. No, what's, what's your favourite change then up to now? Like, what's what's your who do you think's the big winners? Go faction, go on, Liam. Who do you think's the biggest faction winner? Uh, the biggest winner is separatists because they can be played now. I mean, that was it. Like, they they were literally coming from seventh position, so everything was an improvement. Yeah, they've they've come up. A, they've they've got a big leg up. I think I mean, Imperials the... Imperials have had a big leg up as well. They've come from middle pack, probably not great, to having an awful lot of very strong options. Yeah. Who's your biggest losers? I I, I reckon probably Republic. Republic and Rebels. Mm. Yeah, they've been knocked down, but I don't know if they've been knocked down far enough to take them under the other factions, but I think the knee-jerk will be away from them to the factions that have had the buffs. But I yeah. still think that there's good squads in Rebel and Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the, we're probably going to see a reduce. A what? A reduce ship count. A reduced ship count. I haven't even yeah. been drinking. I was going to say, <laughs> say that five times when you're gone. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's so the, there's some really good stuff in 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 Rebel that focuses on being good against reduced ship counts, and there's some really good stuff in in Republic as well. Um, yeah, but they've the the removal of the two point ships. So this is the big thing for me, is that there's three factions now that have two point ships. So I mentioned Resistance earlier. They've got one, which is BB8 in a pod, uh, so a four health, pretty rubbish like slightly annoying ability that you'll probably forget and um yeah he's he's not he's not the best but you know he's got four loadouts so you can stick some stuff on him um then it's tie fighters loads of them including wampa 
what? And um, <laughs> three dice gone for two points. It worked with Blount. Why not keep it going? Um, and then uh, and then the other place that gets them is Separatist, obviously, with the Vulture Droids. Um, those are the places where you get two pointers. You've also still got the escape craft in Scum. It doesn't count. But you're pretty much giving those two points away on the third turn anyway. Unless you have it docked with something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see the rise of the Tie Swarm, aren't we, again? Yeah, I, I think... You've been looking at it, haven't you? I've, yeah, I've looked at a few options. I think, um, I think, you know, certainly losing Trash Sim and the points, because I think we, we, we discussed it on a previous show, is that with so many two-point ships out there, like, and the fact that Rebels could get to six ship easily... Republic were running, you know, and First Order were running five ships easily. Um, it felt like the swarms weren't swarming, um, whereas now they definitely can do. Like, you know, be it, you know, Django and six, Vader and five, you know, there's, you know, or you just go pure swarm if you want. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I, think, I think the one thing that's going to um, keep it a little bit down is the fact that the objective play means that previously the the way to beat a tice one was draw it through the rocks right that's the, the the thing that you say to people draw it through the rocks and it's like well how do i do that well that was really easy to do that because you put all of the objectives in the rocks and now they have to come into the rocks to interact with the objectives um which means that they aren't swarming they aren't like range one of hull runner so mm-hmm. um you know, if you're going to take Hellrunner out of it, then it reduces their um, their damage output unless you get them rerolls from somewhere else. Um, so you can put disciplined and stuff on them. There, there is other stuff that you can do, um, but I think they'll be less effective than they used to be because people will still take big rocks, and then you can position your big rocks in places where they're protecting objectives so that they have to split the swarm in order to get to the objectives. Um, and that's what I. That's why I think tie swarms aren't going to suddenly smash into the meta. No, I mean because you used to see me when I used to fly my tie swarms. Um, so certainly the FO swarm, um, but yeah, so certainly the Inferno squadron as well. I would have the three big debris because I'd only take damage on one in eight. Whereas now yep. that's that's changed to what fifty fifty, and yep. um, yeah, flying a, a tie fighter over an asteroid is, is suicide. Yeah. So I don't see, I think they'll be around and I might even break out my TIE Fighters being the only bad guy ships that I've got. Um, <laughs> You've got scum. Give them a try. Yeah, I do. I could fly a gauntlet and some TIE Fighters because I've got those Imperial ships. Um, we'll see how that goes. Te- technically um, scum's that middle ground though, isn't it? They're, like, they're yeah. not really bad. They're not really good. Yeah, as long as you don't you know, play the baddies like Cad Bane who are evil. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay. So He's got dreamy I mean, eyes, though. <laughs> I mean, do we? Do you fancy going through each of the different factions and kind of trying to call out the the big kind of or oh, uh, that worries me kind of things? You can for me. Just start with rebels, then. Oh, why did you start with imperial since they're at the top <laughs> of the list? Because I just went off the ones that are on the farthest left on Yasmin. Go for imperials if you want, mate. If that's what makes. No, no, it's you. fine. I'm on. I'm on. Don't rebels. worry about everyone else. You just think about you. I'm on rebels now, so um, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say one one ship on rebels has um, jumped out at me, which is that Fenrau in the sheathpeed has come down to four points with nine loadout value. 
That's where I was going to go. <laughs> they put AP5 up from three to four and dropped his loadout value to four. So you can no longer do K2SO, Leia, anything fun, basically, with AP5. Um, but they've put enough points in loadout value on Fenrau that why would you not take an I6 coordinate? So pick your pick your poison for crew. You can put Leia on there. You can put K2SO on there. You can put... Um, you can give him swarm tactics. Ooh, make somebody else I six for the engagement phase stage because he's got enough loadout points for that. Um, there's a load of different things that you can play about with. And um, his ability is obviously good. His ability is obviously good, except for against Jedi. Uh, <laughs> but that was always an issue with him, wasn't it? Yeah. But I, I quite is... like an ability that has a downfall. Yeah. So yeah. I was speaking to Adam about this earlier, and he, he said, and he was a big advocate, that in any points change, that Fenrir in the Sheathapede should be around 40 points because you need to put an R3 on him and stuff like that. And effectively, that's what they've done now. He's around 40 points in the uh, yeah. the 20-point list. Yeah, and you put an R4 on him, and then that's two points, and then he's got seven points left for you to pick your crew slot. Um, yeah, and then you can like fill it in with like a targeting computer or whatever. So well, the the first build I put on him was um, R four targeting computer and K two S O, so he can double coordinate if he needs to, or he can give himself a calculate and have calculate target lock um, on his attacks, um, or just have yes, a I'm a fan of defense. I'm a fan of layer on it. Yeah, layer is great. She's a mm-hmm. brilliant piece. She fits because she's what six seven points, and he's got she's the loadout seven points. Yeah, so he he he's the one that stands out for me. I don't think we need to wax lyrical about him too much more. Um, no. Yeah. I've been honest, nothing else particularly jumps out at me. Obviously, Wedge and Luke are still good. Yeah, a bunch of loadout values have changed. X-wing yeah. loadout values have gone up for the cheaper ones and down for the more expensive ones. Um, Leia in the Falcon, her loadout value at twenty-four now is 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 really good. Um, and Player Falcon has always been a good value piece. So there's a lot of stuff in here. Uh, Fen Rao in the in the Fang Fighter for Rebels has now got a loadout value of 16. So he's got two two talent slots, a torpedo slot which he'll never use, and a modification slot. So um, figure out how you're going to spend 16 points on Fen Rao. I suppose shield upgrade. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but. <laughs> You say that, but then like stuff like outmaneuver has gone up in in cost. So if you, yeah, it's now yeah. ten, isn't it? So the, so those like you know wedge you'd expect to have afterburners outmaneuver. He he can't afford to take that now. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. I think I think I think that is good. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah. All right, some of those pieces have had an increase in loadout, but there are some key upgrades that you would have expected to see that now they won't be able to take. Yeah, it, it's fair to say that in Rebels, anything that you think of that previously you thought, oh, that's good value, that's been put up a point. Um, <laughs> so Gina Moonsong is now five instead of four. Netron Pollard is five instead of four. Ibit Sam is five instead of four. Um, Bodic Avenge in the Fang has actually come down from six to five because they've realized that it shouldn't have been that expensive. Luke's also um, come down a point. Yeah, Luke's come down a point. Um, Lando and Han in the Falcon, I think, have come down from nine to eight, um, or maybe up from seven to eight. Well, I take it anyway. Chewie's not come down anything. Uh, no, he's Chewie's the one we've been seeing play. Yeah, Chewie's still seven. Um, but yeah, a, a bunch of stuff. Um, a bunch of the A wings have gone up. Um, so Derek Clavian is an I three uh, instead of two. Um, you know, there's just just been a. a like a general, if it was in rebel lists and it was being relatively popular, it's been it's been bumped up. Thane is no longer 
is no longer the cheap i5 four pointer he's now five points um and so on so um yeah rebels have, have been thoroughly smashed about with the nerf back except for the ghosts ghosts have got cheaper they, they have taken a hit but i still feel like they're probably one of the better factions yeah yeah i think so anyone got anything else on rebels before we move on no hate than the scum <laughs> no no the rebels Liam. Rebels. anyway uh, going on to Imperial then, obviously, I think one of the big winners there is uh, Vader Defender coming down. Pick your Vader. The other one's quite good as well. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> Vader Defender's come down. Was he 11 before? Yeah. So he's come down to nine now. Yeah, he was 114 at launch, which is, what, 11 and a half points in new money. I um, don't think the conversions work particularly well, to not, be honest. Not, not, not really, but he's now nine. Because so a lot of list. squads end up being more than the old 200 points. I feel like it was a yeah. bit daft. Like when we used to compare it to 1.0 points, it's, it's just irrelevant. Yeah. Yes, but at the same time, now that we've had that power creep kind of lessened, uh, I feel like that comparison is more in line to under what we understood to be a 200 point list before. So here's a question. What's worse, Darth Vader at nine points or Darth Vader in a defender at nine points with access to a talent slot? Well, the fact that he's... <laughs> you know what? I, I don't care. I might fly it. Yeah, he's got a talent slot. He's got a tech slot. He's got a force slot. He's got a cannon and a missile slot as well. So he can do what he likes. Um and and Darth Vader, I, I mentioned it in the X one, has got he's down to seven. He's got twenty one loadout value. He's got two four slots, and he's got a talent slot. So do you remember that thing that Darth Vader used to have to do so you could kill him, where he had to actually roll blanks? Well, guess what? What about with all of his action economy that he gets for having three force points? He can have debris gambit and just take evades as well. To be fair, Vader does get four star very quickly. Yeah. But you can put hate on him and malice on him and fire control system on him. So he's regenerating that force as well. So obviously, getting your force pack is good. But Vader really doesn't like taking damage. No. <laughs> That's why you put malice on him. So he yeah. gets force back by hurting people. Um, malice, but also okay. tech, yeah, tech slot for pattern analyzer so that he can do those um, that is free K turns as well. Yeah. Because you can still get all the actions there, because it's yeah. well before the stress pops. It's not; it doesn't say just one action, does it? Nope. It's when you perform an action, you can spend a force to perform another action. No, I mean pattern analyzer. Uh, it does say you can perform an action, but it doesn't limit you to one. It's not like advanced sensors. Yeah, that's filthy. So you, you could always link off pattern analyzer if you're happy being double stressed afterwards. Which is why in the end, yeah, that's so true. Funny. Yeah, so, that's yeah. disgusting. I did look at that to be honest. I just when you're talking. Don't tell me I'm already planning to cheat. <laughs> and yeah, there's a there's a bunch of other drops in Imperials that have um, kind of jumped out. And we Tim mentioned a lot of them earlier. There's an awful lot of TIE Fighters at two, and there's an awful lot down at three. But I just want to shout the ISB Jingoist, which is a new one that mm -hmm. came out in... What pack was it? Um, the Darth Vader. Was it Defender in the Vader? <laughs> uh, the the Sky Strike Squadron or whatever That's the it's one. called um, pack. That's what I said. Um, the Darth Vader Defender pack. Yeah. So they came <laughs> out, and they're the. I'm not even sure if they did come out in that because I think I've got them. I think they came out in something else. Um, Maybe they came out in the Mandalore one. 
the card pack. Yeah, I think that was it. They came out of the Pride of Mandalore. Um, uh, so yeah, ISP Jingoist, Heartless Enforcer, blah, whatever. Um, two cost, three loadout value, and an illicit slot. So you can give them Overtune Modulators. You can give them Contraband Cybernetics. You can give them the Advanced Switch if you feel like it. Um, yeah, there's a boss transponder codes. Uh, though I don't think they've got action to uh, access to the um thingy lock action to use it but yeah so they'll they'll be really good i think because they're straining and uh depleting people as their action as as their activity sorry their pilot ability i like them hello i'm still there it's me is ben gone hopefully oh ben's gone right all right, okay. let's, um, should we move on to a different faction? Yeah. Unless anybody else wants to talk about Imperials, because I've just talked about it and nobody else has. No, it's perfectly honest. I think you've, you've summed it up pretty well. I'll admit I haven't looked at a lot of factions Austin outside Pepper's. of the ones I enjoy. Am I back now? Yeah, you are now. Hello. Just before you move on, um, I know we've sort of mentioned it, but the Reapers are actually probably going to get a bit more play now. Yeah, they've got cheaper. The new um, aileron, whatever it's called now. And clearly you were onto something with Lytton, Ben, because he's gone up from four to five. I know. They killed my boy before he had a chance to shine. <laughs> Sad but, face. Yeah, but if you look around, I think, like I've said before, there's lots of people who've started to see that he is actually quite good. Yeah. Um, and he, he does trigger quite a lot more than people think. Yeah. Have you noticed that the decimators have come down? To sevens and eights, and yeah. that, um, uh, and yeah, there's there's an awful lot of stuff that um, that Imperials have got access to now that was previously just outcosted. So you can now trivially put Vader Defender plus a Decimator on the board and still have space for another decent ship. Um, so you know, put Captain Oiken or Morna Key on, or even Rack. Rack plus Vader is seventeen points. You've got space for a decent three uh, three point ship. To round it out, or use a cheaper, uh, cheaper one and get a four-point ship to round it out. There's a lot of good choices there. I quite like um, Vader Defender and a little mini swap. Yeah, yeah, which you can do easily. Eleven points yeah, yeah. is, a, is a, an easy. I mean, you could put five. You can put five out comfortably. Four twos and a and a three. Why not? Um, shall we move on to next faction? Whatever. Yeah, scum it is. Yeah. Um, do you know, I don't actually know who's done well in Scum. Um, well, people, uh, have played, people are playing Cavill. <laughs> so oh, can... I know that they've um, increased the price on Fallon, obviously to do with the uh, new Iron rules, because I guess you can abuse that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't uh, know people had started playing Cavill. Yeah, I do Han, Cavill. Han, in the, uh, Han in the Falcon is six, um, with 20 loadout value. He's still, a little, <laughs> he's still just a little bit rubbish, isn't he, though? Yeah, but he's, oh, still, he's stick trick shot on him now. It's all right. Still six, <laughs> points, still six points. It's Bobba's nine now. Um, so Bobba's yes. down. What was Bobba before? Ten. Ten. I mean, we were seeing people use Bobba anyway and doing relatively do well. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, with, again, it's like we're saying, with a bit more of a reduced he might become a bit of a menace again. Yeah, the, I think the big winner for Scum and Villainy is the M3A Interceptors, or the 6, have all yeah. come down. 
they've come down one point across the board. Um, so you've now got options at three and four points um, for them. So all of your your favourite Sarasu, Sunny Bounder, Leighton Ashera, one for Andreas Tolman, um, with snapshot possibly. Yeah, seven points. You can get your snapshot on there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of options there, I think, and we might see, uh, or we might start to see things. Problem, mm -hmm. we've got Genesis Red doesn't have a torp slot now, so can't horribly abuse. That's um, a useless ability. pilot ability, then. Yeah, I mean, you're Absolutely getting... Absolutely useless. No one will tokens. ever run it. There's no point. 14 loadout points. He's only Wait. good for throwing a, a double modded torpedo. Yeah, that's weird. 14 loadout points, but no hard point, or it's just got a talent slot and a modification He's slot. He's just so. saying about Genesis Red not being able to take torps. Yeah. But N3As have got the hard point, will not they? Is that their ship ability, is it? It's their ship ability, yeah. It's ah, not a, yes. Not a slot. Yeah, there we go. It's not a slot. Oh, that's yeah. me. So, yeah, so Reading. yeah, weapon hard point, you can equip one cannon, uh, missile, or torpedo upgrade. Yeah. So he's still got some use then. Yeah, yeah, um, that's why he's got such a big loadout value. He's there to do torps. Yeah, Manaru's gone up a point as well, so she's not the awful anymore. Probably fair. Um, I don't know who else has got. I think didn't they reduce the loadout value on Manor uh, the window as well? On who? Sorry, cut out there. Uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, quite a lot actually. He's down mm. from like twenty-eight or something to twenty. So I think that's good though. Yeah, you have to make choices now. <laughs> well, well, when I played Timmy, he had that much on it. He couldn't even remember any of it. Yeah. Like, it just got ridiculous. <laughs> you can't, so, I mean, and, sorry, you can't take a snapshot on latent. They've uh, put that up to nine points. Uh, oh, sad. I used um, to like that cheeky combo. Yeah. So here's the, the, the one, really, is probably a question for Liam. Rogue-class starfighters have all come in at five points. Cad Bane has 18 loadout. Um, and his slots, because this is all new, double cannon, talent, missile, double illicit, modification, and title. His eyes are nice. What do you think, Liam? What do you think? Uh, it's interesting. I think he should really be the only one seeing play. Maybe you could see something with Nomlum. Yeah. But it, it's tight. But I understand you're not goal. supposed to put everything on him. I think there's stuff you can do with CAD. A lot of people will probably try something like Ion Cannon, but I think Sync Laser and IG88 Crew might be better. Hmm. Uh, but there's, there's things you can do. I'm, I'm having a look at things. Uh, not so much at the moment because it's not legal for the tournament I'm playing at next week or the uh, Games Expo. Uh, but after that, I think I'll start coming to a few conclusions as to how to actually build it. But I'm excited. I'm not looking at it going, this is awful. I'm seeing options, which is good. Fab. Yeah, I think they're too expensive myself. They're five, they're a lot. Yeah. Let's go on to Rich's favourite, Resistance. You might as well tell me about this, because I've looked at nothing here. Um. So... The Y-Wings are suddenly good. They haven't got cheaper, but their loadout values have massively hiked up. It's been offset by a change to the cost of the um, wartime loadout, which gave you two free shields. and it free now? Uh, no, it's 10 points now. Oh. Um, but all of their loadout values have gone up, apart from the generics. Um, 
and and Chassisaro, who was already decent. So they've they've all got like teens. So like the the lowest loadout value on a named pilot is thirteen. The best is twenty four on Zori Bliss. But you can get um like eighteen, fifteen, twenty. Um. So basically, it's leaning into the new um into the ship ability, which is that if you do an action that you get from an action uh, from an upgrade card, you get a calculate when you do it. So targeting computer for one point gives you access to calculate lock um, for your shots, um, which will be ion cannons, let's be honest. Um, you've got bombs, you've got astromech slots, so you can do the BB rolls into mines combo if you want to. Uh, targeting computer, yeah, one point. Engine upgrade, three points, so boost into a free calculate. Expert handling for a barrel roll into a free calculate. Even, dare I say, angled deflectors, which is expensive and stupid, but you can get reinforced into a free calculate as well if you put that on. And they've now got the points in the mod slots where you can basically pick your poison, um, stick whatever you want in there, um, and they fly very differently. So I currently own four of them, although two are only in my only two are in my possession, um, and I don't think I need another pack to go up to six. Um, yeah, you do. Stupid, um, but four is definitely pretty local. I think four with um, four with Poe or three with Poe and Kaz um, are very, very possible. Um, and on on fireballs, Jarek Jaeger is decent now. He's I5 and three points and with nine loadout value. Seems Have decent. we seen any um, point increases anywhere? Um, no, not really. Apart from uh, Bucket went up from two to three because he was yeah, the faction yeah. two pointer, but then BB8 and the pod went down from two to three, and Finn came down from four to three as well in the pod, so he's pretty good. Um, Merle Cobbin is now four points, he used to be three, no idea why. Um, that makes no sense. Um, and all of the T70s have come down as well. Well, not all of them, the i5 T70, sorry, um, yeah. have come down, but. The cheap T70s have gone up. So Kaiser and Ali and Jay Chris Tubbs were four. They've gone up to five. Um, so all T70s are five now until you get to Poe. Um, yeah, Jess Pav has come down as well. She's five. Um, Poe, uh, Wish Poe, Resistance Commander Poe um, is six points with 19 loadout. So if you don't want to spend the seven to get Trigger Happy Flyboy, you can get the squad support Poe for a slightly better price. But 19 loadout is still, you know, a double modded torpedo ship with enough points to spend on stuff like heroic a good astromech and ferrosphere paint and stuff like that so yeah there's a lot of good stuff going on in resistance um i think they've come out about even but you need to change what you're using uh, instead of t70s you're flipping to maybe fireballs and y-wings um and pods even i kind of like them to get a new ship that's a bit more unique something to Maybe drag my interest back in. Yeah. They, they only have the ships that everyone else, you know, yeah. there's nothing unique except the transport pod. Yeah. The, the only rumor we've got at the minute is for a B Wing. So, great. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, do something new. I mean, yeah. re release the bomber, but actually make it good. They've they've got access to every ship in the entire in the entirety of Star Wars canon because of <laughs> the the lure of what the resistance are. Um, and that so, last scene. Yeah, that'll actually just have everything. Yeah, um, no, that film didn't happen. That film didn't happen. Oh, shut up, Liam. Right, we're going to move on to first order before Rich. From one, I was done. <laughs> I, was done. I know, but you can always start again. It doesn't take much. That is true. Existence. Did you yeah. acknowledge that Bucket? Well, you can got take the title. 
Uh, no, I didn't. And Bucket is awesome. I should talk about Bucket, but I won't because you've moved on. But Bucket. No, is no, awesome. Go on, go on. I'll give I'll give you a go back, please. So B- Bucket's got nine loadout value, which right, that's is it. It's done. <laughs> is it seven? But you can eight, put C three PO one bucket. Yeah. So you can put C three PO one bucket, um, and then you basically do a red coordinate, but then you get a calculate anyway. So your action would have probably been to calculate or take an objective, but now you can coordinate somebody and you get a calculate anyway. So you can just you've still got a little ship that can noodle about at the back at I one and do the the only thing that's better than an I six coordinate is an I one coordinate. So happy days. Um, yeah, he's great. So, three fireballs in a list. When right. Jarek Jaeger, that's your moment done. We're moving right. on to first order now. Let's go, Kylo I Ren. S- I said you could have bucket, not a bloody handful of them. <laughs> yeah, Kylo's dropped, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, on both chassis. Yeah, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I prefer the silencer. Personally, I think there's a lot you can do with that uh, whisper, though. Yeah. I just feel like I'm better with the the silencer than I am. I think you get a a bit more forgiving, but then the things Kester did to me at the Sif Taker Open, the Whisper Kylo. Yeah, it's a great piece. Yeah, because it's any damage, isn't it? Not just damage from him. Is it? It used to be. Yeah. Oh my god, this just got so much let better. Me just, let me just double check the word in still. Before Liam do it at range zero as well. Before Liam gets too excited, let's read the card. <laughs> I was playing Johnny, and he, he was like, "I spent a force to upper focus to a hit," and he's like, "You can't do that anymore." I was like, "Can't you?" He's like, "Have you read the rules?" I was like, "Nah, I'm just playing." And he was like, "Okay, so I can't." The damage went through. It was a hit crit, and he's like, "Are you going to spend a force to up it?" And I was like, "I can do that." Yeah, so it's before like, an enemy yeah. ship. In your bullseye, he's dealt a face down damage. Spend a face up, so it's basically any damage as long as it's Guys. in the bullseye. Guys, this is great. This is good news. <laughs> there is some filth you can do, like Kester was making me flip bomb damage up and in- yeah. Oh my god, bomb that! Da- oh my god. Yeah, yeah, because I know the list that you were flying because <laughs> we were talking about some earlier, weren't we? Now, so you were saying you prefer <laughs> silent. You're saying you preferred the silencer, though, right? Me? I, I do. It's just more that I know this can be a filthy ship, but I think I'm better with the silencer. Silencer is more forgiving because this doesn't yeah. have as much health. Um, even and I like the forced. double reposition as well. Yeah, that's neat. But I think if you're good with the silencer, uh, the you can do some disgusting things. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I need a second one, but I just don't want to buy another two bombers. <laughs> Depending on what I end up using, you might be able to borrow mine. Okay. Because okay. I, I do have two. Okay. 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 But we'll see We'll see where my experimenting goes. Before. I don't know. All right. Should we do um, the next one? What's next? I think the... Oh, what else? What else? I should say not what's next. What else? Mm. I'm trying to think what went up. Didn't uh, so a bunch of the um, the the fo ties. Yeah. Uh, oh no, they didn't. Revis is no two to three. They all stay the same. Uh, Revis went to three because we shouldn't be having that many two pointers in the game. And yeah. I know Malaris got an extra loadout point, so 
I think she just gets clusters of marksmanship now. He's also clusters. Malaris in the uh, the shuttle came down a point. Yeah, it came down to four. I'm not sure which one I prefer now. Oh, you, you take the TIE fighter all day and just take Hask? Oh, yeah, yeah. I meant just between the two shuttles. Like Gideon or Malaris. Uh-huh. The TIE fighter is disgusting, though, when that, that basically super modded shot comes off. Yeah, uh, Dormits came down. But, uh, you can, but the... you're not allowed to use it, so... I'm only looking at standard. I've not really looked at extended. <laughs> but you're not allowed um... to use it. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the Republic then. I imagine Tim knows most about this one. Uh, yes. Um, so Anakin took a kick in, didn't he? Um, yeah, like, I mean, so his loadout came down mm. slightly, and obviously certain upgrades have increased, like afterburners. Like you can still take him with torps, but he's not. You know, he hasn't got all the bells and whistles he used to have. You uh, can't have. You can't have anything. Never mind everything. Yeah. Um. So, anything that's interesting? I mean, obviously, you know, your cheaper ships have got more expensive. So, Barris uh, has gone to four points. Uh, Control's gone to three points. But I think you know there's there's several um, V wings and the new clone Z ninety five all at three points. So you have sort of quite a few options. So I'm playing around with a few um, five ship lists at the moment. Um, I think Anakin in the Delta Seven B and possibly the ETA got cheaper. Yeah. Um, you. So you can't take auto blasters, but you can still you still got cannon slots on the ETA, so you can still take other cannons. Um Yeah, so I think there's still options there. Obviously, like you no, know, your your no brainer choices have obviously gone. I mean Contrail has gone to three points, but they've now given him eleven loadout. So he's got a lot of um you know, you know, I mean I'm running it with uh, proximity mines. Um there there are definitely options you you can have within there. Um, yeah, no, I, I think like I think the changes are, are, are right. Uh, wouldn't they're obviously not good, you know. As a as a, you know, I've been playing Republic. I think they're good for the game. So Anakin, Anakin Delta Seven with CLT six points ten loadout. Anakin Delta Seven B seven points fifteen loadout. Um, so it's it's, I think there's a decision to be made there whether you want to have the two greens but three reds guaranteed uh, versus um, trying to line up the CLT. I think well, I still prefer the CLT because but, it makes building easier. But Anakin Skywalker yeah. in the ETA, six points of 20 loadout. Yeah. Um, and he still yeah, has a cannon slot, but no he's, autoblaster. He's lost a lot without an autoblaster, though, hasn't he? Yes, but like he's got two four slots and a talent slot, so uh, the obvious one there is you take shattering shot and trick shot. Yeah. You know, and suddenly it's a four, it's a four red dice or a five red dice of bullseye. And it's worth saying that the other ETAs have had their loadouts increased as well, so they were all just sitting around twelve, um, but they're now uh, Obi's fifteen, Shakti's eighteen, Yoda's sixteen, Isla's fifteen, so they've all gone up. 
they've all got two four slots they've all got a talent slot apart from yoda they've all got canon astromech and modifications so they can all take a shield upgrade trivially now plus other stuff um to increase the damage output um or you know how do you want to play it it's interesting to see what they've done and um, pour one out for the naboo handmaiden who we will never see again had her moment in the light at three points but now they're back <laughs> up to four so nobody will ever use them um, they'd already sort of seen a dip in play though haven't they yeah they've got a modification slot now though which is one of the things that i previously said would make them uh work, work a little bit better um because they can now take targeting synchronizer and stuff but now they no longer have access to torps so you know they're basically yeah they're they still play in that resistant that that r- ridiculous seven ship republic salad that yeah. came out at the very start of 2.5 um because you know people were throwing as much cheap stuff as they could together um to see if it worked but they will never see play at four because why would you pay four for an abu handmaiden when you can or, or Danae Elberger, who's also gone up from three to four, when you can pay four for, you know, a Delta 7 um, CLT, like a Mace Windu or a Luminara um, or a, even Barris uh, at four. Um, yeah, it's it's just not going to see play. Um, Has anyone mentioned that all the Z95s are three points? Uh, Tim did briefly, yeah. Okay, I, I had to go for a little wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, there's three points, um, and they're across the board. So I, I suspect we might see some flex there. I, I think one of those is a candidate. Have you seen the model, though? Have you seen the size of the model? It was shared around the internet last week. It is yeah. about twice the size of a Z95. It's about the same size as a lat model in terms of dimensions, but obviously not as chunky in the middle. Um, it is enormous. So I've actually been re-watching the glass, well, re-watching. I'm watching the Clone Wars and saw one on screen. I was like, really are quite the show yeah. aren't they every uh, everyone thought they were going to be different stat line medium based ships and then they got spoiled as small based and everyone was a bit like what i'm still i'm still disappointed that they're exactly yeah i wanted them because they're this is sort of a heyday isn't it? they're supposed to be a modern ship yeah in this and they're still a bit pants how sad is everyone that there's no oddball in it uh, I mean, surprised more than no. sad. No one's actually sad. <laughs> Although we did it's see a bit of oddball in the torrent, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, right. oddballs all over the place. But, um, yeah. Let's move on to the Separatists then. On, Woo! Because <laughs> these have seen like quite a... <sighs> I say they've seen quite an increase, but I think a lot of it's that other factions have gone down a touch, haven't they? Well, that's the thing. Everyone's come down, which naturally brings them higher up in the order, but they've also had a couple of buffs. The fact that they can now throw seven ships on the table, or eight ships, and most factions can't, is good. Mm. Yeah, it's nice that swarming is their thing again. So yeah, because that was that was one of the first things I said. I was like, "How is the swarmy faction the least proficient at swarming?" It made no sense, and filled me with bitter feelings towards a lot of things. So Django Fett came down to eight, which awesome means fun. that without thinking about it, you can put Django plus six vultures <laughs> on the table, and uh, three, can... three, three of them are named as well. Yeah. Can I just uh, bring back the old boogeyman that you can fly Django Zam again with a little droid? 
I'd be interested to see how well it does. They get all their load out as well. <laughs> They've got crew back as well. Yep. I think it's... anyone who was good with it in the first place will probably do okay. Uh, I don't know. I think there's still a bit of power creep, but something that's far more acceptable than before, and I think it's enough to keep them at bay. What can you uh, put in as a three-pointer with them? Is it just droids? Oh, you've got hyena bombers. Yeah, you've so got you hyena bombers. Put, you can put hyenas in. You can put in some of the named vultures. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> what about Nantex? Have they? Oh, no, they've not changed at all. They've not been changed. But again, with fewer ships, yeah. there's more space for them. Uh, we've seen a decrease on the tri fighters, <laughs> the fearsome predator, and the band flak Arfok prototype have come down to four points. Nice, but that's it. Band, a few just, to make, just, just to make you really sad. Band. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, they've they've never really had their uh, time to shine. No, released over lockdown. I made an awful showing on on <laughs> on, uh, on stream, and I've never it's, seen it's them still, since. It's still there if you would like to go and watch it. No, I'm good. <laughs> That's not it's, me anymore. It's a shame because they're they're, they're really nice ships. To be fairly, that wasn't you back then. I don't really know stupid things. That was Ian. Um, you flown. You were flying much better than that. You just decided to not do any of that. It was that in Bark <laughs> in Barker. I was in. Uh, all the potato had gone to my brain <laughs> and become my brain. I also didn't have my mystery toilet back then. Or, or a shelf full of Cadbane fanfic. Oh, are, you, are you trying to set him off? I am. <laughs> oh, well, well, you, you've don't, done a, you don't want to do that. You've done well there and got into a transition. Let's talk about the ship then. About yeah. which? The road class starfighter in Separatist. Yeah, because because we're on Separatist right now. Yeah, I mean the Magna <laughs> God executioner, the generic is four points, and that is the only one that's four points. It's got two cannon slots and a mod, which means I think it can take the proton cannon, maybe, and and then some thoughts and prayers, the additional points if any. Uh, all the IGs are five points. Uh. 101 and 102 have 19 loadout value, which I think is decent. Uh, IG 111, 1i, the one that Rich loves so much, doesn't have missiles, which means he can't take clusters, which means he sucks. <laughs> but he has got a double cannon, double modification slot, so... Yes. Uh, the one I really like the look of in this faction is the Magna Guard Protector. I think it struggles at five points, but what it can add to the faction is pretty strong. Uh, if they've got an evade or a calculate token and are in the attacker's arc, uh, if they are shooting at the ship assigned with the guarded condition card, they get to roll an additional green, which is really strong. Especially if you've got, say, a Nantex you know will deal damage and keep you, and keep you in the game. Having Sunfak roll four or five dice, even while tracked that if he hasn't been able to bump it off is really good. Yeah. And it's, then we've got Cad Bane. 
it makes me so sad because it's what Handmaiden should have been, but they, they can't be that because they don't get the native evade action. They need to go at three speed to get the evade action um, to trigger their ability, and they're still really expensive. So it's just, yeah, uh, makes me sad, but it, it's a really good ability. Um, and I think you're right. I think if they come down to four, they'll be, they're, they're two dot limited. They'll be everywhere, two of them everywhere. The thing is, like, I understand they've got, and I hate to say this, they've got the granularity of three levers to pull. But I still think these three levers they have are far too restrictive because you can put all the loadout in the world on a ship, but if the ship's chassis is not strong enough to make the best of that, it's pointless. So I think these need to be four points and have a slightly restrictive uh, loadout value that makes you make choices. And I think yeah. you'll see them a little more, but I don't think they'll see play at the moment. And if they do, I'll be happy to see it. Yeah, I mean, a great great example of that is, you know, you put, um, like, third, I think one of the um, V-Wings, uh, the V-19 Torrents, has got 13, uh, oh, sorry, it's Oddball with 16, 16 loadout value um, in a Torrent in a five-health ship. Um, four points with 16 loadout value. He's got a Torp slot and a missile, so, you know, you can easily spend them. But, people just look at that and go, I'm just going to kill that ship. (laughs) It's easy points. And I think this shows where AMG still have a little more learning to do about the game. Yeah. Uh, At least you don't get for... Go on, you go. go. There's a a lot of things they're getting right now. Like these choices, these changes they've made recently have given me a bit more of a buzz about the game uh, instead of just bitter sadness. Uh, but there are still things they're falling short on and it's disappointing but they are still trying to understand the game and I am a little more forgiving of that now they've actually shown some steps that I deem to be positive maybe not everyone but for me it's better yeah I was going to say at least you can't like even those wasted loadout value points you kind of look at a ship like that oddball in the torrent and you go I mean I'll spend them because they're there, but at least you don't lose anything by spending them. You know, when they kill that ship, they still get four points. Whether it's got six loadout value or sixty, you still get four points for killing him. Um, but you're taking options off the table. So hopefully they'll start to find a, a good level for loadout values um, for a lot of the ships, and we'll stop seeing the ridiculously high things um, on dumb little ships. It's just a bit odd. Should we talk about generic upgrades very quickly? Skip through them. I like. I just want to say it'd be nicer if some of them didn't have so many upgrades just for table space more than anything. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. We've got we've got table space to burn an element, and it still feels cramped sometimes. Yeah, he's sometimes moving up the side as well now. <laughs> Never used before. I guess it wouldn't be a problem if we still had maybe the mini upgrade, but we don't. So yeah, moving on to the next table. Yeah, uh, do you want to? I've not got the list up right now. Have you got it up? Yeah, I mean the the big ones we've we've talked about the ban list before. Um, a few things have gone up a few a couple of points. So auto blasters went up to seven. They're banned in standard, but they are still available in extended. So they've they've upped them to make it harder to do it. Um, proton cannons, new thing of coming at four points. Um, uh, yeah, it was, but yeah, yeah. it's confirmed now. Um, they've bumped instinctive aim up, malice down. Um, so instinctive aim is two now instead of one, malice is four instead of five. Um, 
And then they've increased a few of the commonly seen upgrades like veteran tail gunner and veteran turret gunner that people had started to put in. Ways to double tap um, have changed. Um, yeah, a bunch of missiles have come down a little bit. Um, afterburners, as Tim's alluded to, has gone up from six to 10, uh, which is the, the first of the triple tap that happened to that Anakin uh, that Anakin I'm, thing. I'm pretty glad on that because it was such an auto-include on a lot of Yep, yep. Shield upgrade has gone up to eight from four. I know from five, sorry. Again, so, it's another thing you see in was Hulk and Shield upgrades everywhere. Yeah. Um nets have gone up because of the changes to Ion. Interestingly, yeah. if you Connor net somebody by dropping an Ion on them then, they have to execute the move that they dial the bank that they dialed in before you drop the Connornet on them. So if they yeah. said I'm going to do That's a three card to the right, they have to bank one one to the right, so they don't get to set another dial because they're ioned because they've already got a dial assigned. Is that um, how it works? Because you used to it used to happen the following turn. Uh, yeah, because you're ionized, so it says when ionized. Somebody mentioned it on one of the rules forums as a as a nuance of the thing. Um, they've put endure, enduring up to five from two. Um, which probably makes sense, and brought Duke down to six from seven, one step yeah. towards Duke Phantoms being a thing again. No, nah, because um, Phantoms aren't standard. I know. <laughs> That's the next <laughs> step. <laughs> to be fair, you know, Duke, Duke's only good on things. Yeah, it's only good on multiple ships, all firing at the same time. Um, outmaneuver, we've talked about it, is up to 12. 12. Who's to blame for that? Um, Wedge. I think it's not uh, is it wedge? I don't think it is wedge because I, I think most people were flying wedge with afterburners and torpedoes, not outmaneuver. I think um, for, for six points that it was before, it was just so easy to make every ship work. And yeah. it stopped stopped wedge being special. Yeah, and you could put him on. Uh, you could put it on a wings to power them up um, I mean, in rebels as well. I, I was flying him, flying it on Luke because then it's just so easy to get a double modded torpedo and also have wedge's ability. Yeah, yeah. So having two torps that are dropping people's um, agility by one is pretty filthy. And yeah. then homing torpedoes, which we spoiled last week, um, have come in at five. Um, and tier one belly rub is zero points. It is a Y wing only talent, and nobody will use it. Still, everyone will use it because it's free, but no one will actually ever trigger it. <laughs> Except for that one time where they accidentally land on a rock and remember that they've got it and that they can use an ion cannon turret. And I think everyone will remember it the turn after. They're like, oh, I forgot that upgrade again. <laughs> no <laughs> shot for me. I'm on a rock. Oh, <laughs> it was my one chance to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the generics on a, on a quick canter. Um, there's not been a lot of change, but they've hit some of the commonly seen things obviously they banned all upgrade they've increased shield upgrade so it's a it's a decision now as to whether you're going to put it on or, or other stuff and afterburners so yeah in that anakin build his loadout came down afterburners went up um and uh he can no longer now take it plus r4p plus ion cannon turret plus torps he has to make decisions about what he's going to take so you can take a cheaper torp and fit some other stuff in um but you can't take protorps and afterburners at all. Um, you just can't have both of them. Don't have enough points. So, yeah, that's it. Just um, we've been through everything now. But how, how do you all feel about it? 
Are you all pretty happy, pretty sad, not bothered? Um, I am feeling better. Yeah? I just want them to bring the other like the other three scenarios more in line with what uh Scramble is now. Yeah, I and guess they can, a lot happier. they can see how people find them though, you know, if 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 everyone says the same thing, maybe it's something to consider. What about you, Rich? Yeah. Um I like the rules changes. They make me happy. Um I like the scenario changes, they make me happy. And I think that the points changes are a move in the right direction for all of the factions. There's nothing here that makes me think that's ridiculously bad, as it, that's a bad choice. Um, and I get that, you know, a lot of it's being done within, as Liam's mentioned, quite a restricted framework that, that they can pull the levers, that, but they're making the right kind of noises with what they're doing, you know dropping somebody by one point, increasing their loadout value by a little bit or or the other way around seems to be a, a really good thing. Um, I genuinely am quite excited by the list building options I've got open to me in factions other than Republic, which is I was stuck, <laughs> in, Re- I was stuck in Republic before because it was all such good value. Um, now there's actually, you know, the, there's not just a simple five ship list to take in Republic that's better than everything else. Um, there's other, well, sorry, everything else that I've got access to. Um, there's other choices now for me, which is is pretty exciting. What about you, Tim? Um, yeah, I mean, the open beta uh, continues. So we'll see you all in six <laughs> months for, uh, you know, a new set of rules, new set of scenarios, new set of points. But um, I, I, I quite like that, to be honest. Well, yes and no. If, if like, you know, the, fr- the frustration in a way is, you know, we're two weeks away from, obviously quite a major premier sort of level event and all right attendance isn't as high as perhaps it could be but um it's not just the points changing like the scenarios do play very differently so now it's a case of now going out and sort of testing things again didn't they do a similar thing though right before the last system open we had because no one saw the double fire spray coming yeah they did yeah i mean i'm a big fan of throwing wild wild um, it means you're not seeing does everyone on the same list. Sorry, does Ben's audio keep cutting out for everybody else? It does. It's it's yes. a typical Ben thing. Yeah, I don't know okay. what it does. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just all right. Well, just to keep keep going. I've lost my train of thought now. I know, sorry, it's just uh, I I I, <laughs> I, I, I miss what you were saying. So it's like it like almost misses out the last word of a sentence just like i don't know whether your your voice your volume drops off or something but um basically you yeah you were talking about you know it happened with double fire sprays and that you enjoyed the fact that the system opens and the big ones if you get a big change a couple of weeks beforehand that it all does get a bit wild west because it's going in with a handful of reps on something you're not seeing that same list over and over and over yeah. You know, do you remember when we had the Phantoms when they were just there? Like, that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, when they're just everywhere, they're just not. Yeah, it it was like, you know, but it, it's happened. It's happened all the time. You know, once the meta's solved in inverted commas, you've got people coming in with, you know, triple jump masters or double jump masters or, <laughs> you know, 100 point aces with regen or, you know, 100 point Miranda or, you know, Ghost Fen or TIE Swarm or, you know, Han Jake or whatever it is that the people decide the meta is at any given point in time from, you know, wave one right the way through to, to now. Um, you know, it, it, 
if you go to an event that's six months into a single set of points, then you see the same thing because everything's settled down and everyone knows what's good. Whereas you see that list creativity um, and it, it's something interesting I find about um, lockdown play is that people are more experimental with lists, even in serious tournaments, because there's no investment to, into it. Um, we get to see like metas solve and form and break really quickly, even if the lists and points don't change, um, simply because, you know, people can brainstorm, how do I beat that list? How do I beat that Republic list? How do I beat that? How does that come in? Um, so I think the rise of the first order um, over the last few weeks has been as a direct counterpoint to, well, there's Jedi everywhere. What's got access to good bombing and jamming and other things that make Jedi sad? Well, first order does now. Let's see if that works. Um, so it's coming up. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to be really interested at the um, the uh, the UK Games Expo to watch the outcome of that. Um, it's being streamed, isn't it? As well, I think Firestorm is streaming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, so it'll be interesting. Fire, firecast, firecast focus. Oh yeah, sorry, the Firecast focus podcast with the uh, thing. Big big Welsh Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I've got no problems with the changes. Like, I think a lot of the changes were expected and and what we'd see. I think I'd like the, uh, perhaps the changes to be announced a bit better next time. It was very much out of the blue and there's a lot of confusion over, like, you know, the effective date is the 15th of June, but we don't have the old points because they've replaced the document. So, yeah, you know, hope, hopefully they'll just continue learning from from you know what they're doing. Um, from an expo point of view, uh, we are going to have um, uh, head judge uh, Chris Mitchell on next week. Um, so um, basically just invited him on so he can sort of talk to people about like registration and, uh, you know, judge calls and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so people have got sort of a bit more of an idea of um, ha- how the ex- expo is going to run, and um, yeah, hopefully um, move things for everybody. Cool. cool. I think that's a great place to end. So uh, has anyone got any shout out? Start with you, Polly. Nope, I'm good. I'm going Tim? to the theatre tomorrow night. So Are you finally seeing Beauty? Was it Beauty and the Beast you missed? I am finally getting to see it after a COVID, <laughs> COVID delay. How have so. you not seen it already? It's a tale as old as time. Oh, <laughs> that's cheesy as hell. I'll give you that one, Liam. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm I'm telling you now, it will be absolutely trash because it's not Angela Lansbury. <laughs> it's all right. My my missus hates me when we watch the uh the, the cartoon because every time Chip the teacup turns up and uh, he he gets turned back into a human at the end. Spoilers, and and I go, why has he not got brain damage? He had a massive gouge in his head, and and look, <laughs> why has he not got brain? She's like, stop it. It's a nice children's show. He's got a little chip on his tooth. Like, he didn't have a chip on his tooth when he was a cup. His half his head was broken off. <laughs> but no, apparently that's not funny. I mean, anyway, I can see why he hasn't got visible brain damage because, let's be honest, we've got Ben, and that's a walking proof that it happens. Oh, Liam, just look in a mirror, man. Uh, You're a walking train wreck. At least I admit it. (laughs) Uh, In regards to shout outs, I'm shouting out Lord Uh, 
And I'm going to shout out Firestorm Games in Newport. Uh, they're running a store champ this Saturday, and they've got some nice cool prizes, which I want to take from all of the locals. I'm gutted that you're just being nice because I was about to kick you mid-sentence, but then you do no, something. Uh, so <laughs> I have been messaged. Uh, Dylan has messaged me regarding the event, and he said they have had a couple of dropouts. So uh, get in touch with uh, Dylan Jones, and he should be able to uh, arrange some tickets. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good day. Anything from you, Tim? Uh, just a final shout out for Excelsior Comics in Bristol and obviously Richard Greenaway for running a great event and being very welcoming. Uh, yeah, no, it's a very nice day out gaming. Cool. Well, let's say uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from Liam. Doodles. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. And goodbye from Rich. Ta. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.